Hi, my name is Roshan Langani, and you're listening to Financial Independence with Roshan and Adrian. Uh, we're here to discuss different topics regarding financial independence. We are breaking down some uh, books. We're currently going through Your Money or Your Life by Vicki Robin and Joe Dominguez. And uh, we're on Chapter 3. Adrian, why don't you say hello? Hey, Roshan, I'm really excited to be a part of your podcast again, and I really like this chapter a lot when it focuses on evaluating the information you've collected. I think, again, has a lot of really great content for our listeners to hear about. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to sharing it. What do you think so far of the book uh, overall? We're, there are nine steps where we, we just finished uh, step three, which we're going to review. What are you thinking? Um, I really like the content the book gives so far about personal finance. Normally, it's very general, and I understand it, but they do go in-depth a lot on like certain topics when it comes to saving and planning. That It, it has a little information there and teaches something new to everybody, like every chapter. So I think it's, it's really good when it dives in-depth. In I like that, too. I, I, I almost uh, wonder if it's if – it's, uh, I keep questioning how – many people can execute on this. I think it's, it's a minority but uh, of people. I, I don't think this is something the majority of people will actually execute on, but I do like the concept. The concept. Let's jump into chapter three, which is called, Where Is It All Going? Uh, so chapter one was more of just a background. Chapter two was all about figuring out um, uh, where you, uh, figuring out all the money you brought in uh, really ever, uh, to figure out where you stand. And now it's where's your money going? So the first section that I took note of was the, uh, the section for do you need a budget? And so they go through the different parts of, of a budget. And what I liked about this a lot is that they basically said, if you do a standard budget, you'll live a standard life. Uh, not necessarily the life you want. So if a standard life, the average is what's right for you, use a standard budget. If not, you need to have one customized for you. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And it also plays off of, you know, where you live, your income level, what kind of job that you have, where, you know, if you have a standard budget, again, like you said, you have a standard life, but it really depends on the complexity of your life or if you're a minimalist, it, it all depends on the, the spectrum that you fall in. So I definitely think it's, it's really helpful. And also it goes off of how much time you have, where if you can't invest a lot of time into it, then you're just going to have the standard budget. But if you can uh, spend a lot of time in it and you can go over your monthly expenses and you can really draw out every really penny, you'll have a more complex, complex budget. And I really like how the author is really portraying how it's unique to everybody. They really want you you to be conscious and draw the uniqueness that you are, how everybody's budgets and everyone's expenses are very different. Yeah. So, and that's where, uh, like, like we, we do financial planning for everyone that's, that's specific to them, but I've always struggled with getting people to do uh, a budget. I, I can get estimates, but they're very clear that you need to be very precise with this. One thing I took note of that I, that I also like is they use the analogy of, of a diet versus uh, mindful eating. They say a diet applies a formula to your weight loss. 
Whereas mindful eating, you pay attention to what you're hungry for and get that. And with budgeting, if you take a standardized budget, you're just doing standardized percentages for a target versus mindfully thinking about it. Now, they then continue on to their, to their um, categories, and they tell you to be as precise as possible. Now, I've noted some of the categories. I think there's some really good content in here. But in addition to the categories, I've um, just put some notes for some of the tips I thought stood out. So the, so the first category they, uh, they mentioned was, was food. And where I, what I thought was interesting here is when I look at where I'm spending money, I'll, I'll just have groceries or the grocery store be one. But they said you've got to separate what's for your groceries, what's for your guests. Uh, and if it's dining out, you've got to do what special occasions versus you were too tired to cook. I just thought those were interesting separations uh, or interesting categories. Yeah, definitely. I think the most important thing is breaking it down into the subcategories where people initially, when they create that, you know, budget, they just do broad categories like you listed here, food, housing, clothing, uh, transportation, technology, and, and entertainment. Really, everyone is a lot more different. They have different subcategories. And again, it brings out that uniqueness that everyone is. Where if you just, you know, have a category for food and you say you spend $200 on food, it's not very specific. And that's where the author says you'll lose track of money. Having these different subcategories really makes you more in control of your budget. And I thought that was a really interesting point the author brought out in this uh, book. And I thought that was really great and again if you do stick to these like basic categories food housing clothing transportation technology entertainment then you're just going to have that standard budget which would lead to ultimately that standard life that the author talked about in the beginning of the book so these subcategories are very important and they're all different to each person individually i think that's what the author is really trying to get at and it's definitely very beneficial when you when you break it down seeing where all your money really goes into. Yeah, uh, next category. You touched on all of these. I'm just making a note of uh, what stood out to me. In housing, uh, they had stories of people who lowered or eliminating their uh, their housing. Like I think they had one lady where she lived in a trailer and rented out her house. And I've, I've heard stories of people that you know, instead of owning a house, they'll own a very small like apartment building or even in a house. You have a house, but then you live in the basement and rent out the house and, and live for free. Uh, once again, great ideas and great concepts. But if I walked into the house and said to my wife, hey, let's move all, all of five of us into the basement and rent out the rest of the house. She would, I don't know how she'd react, but I have no chance of even suggesting it. So I, I guess what I'm feeling with, with this is... Uh, uh, and once again, it's all it's all unique stories. So the whole key is this, what applies to everybody, um, uh, not necessarily just what applies to me, but taking away things that I can use. I'll, I'll tell you the one thing that did inspire me to do that I haven't done yet since I literally just read this section. But uh, I do want to review all of these categories and go over it with my wife, see what unique solutions we have potentially or opportunities, I should say. Yeah, definitely. And also one thing I think that I found interesting, it says these like categories will show you what your ambition is costing you. So again, when you do these categories and you make these subcategories, the most important thing is perform an analysis of it. 
to see, wow, I'm spending a lot, a lot of money on food. I'm spending so much food that, you know, some of it I can like draw back on and put it in the clothing section. I thought that is, is really important. And when it says, uh, see what your ambitions are costing you, it's kind of that thing where you look in the mirror and you kind of self-reflect. Are you happy with the amount of money that's going into a particular category? And it's really important and you shouldn't, you definitely shouldn't be hard on yourself. Just realizing it is an important step that will help you progress in your personal finance life. That's, that's very important. So breaking down these categories are important and reflecting on it and seeing where you can adjust, cut back on, I think is, is very important and definitely could help out a lot of people. Yeah, I, I think it could be extremely helpful. That's, that's my, my overall from, I love chapter one, chapter two and three. I had a similar feeling, which was, I think everything's incredibly helpful. I just, uh, and maybe it's just me that's intimidated by the level of detail. I just, and, and my experience with my clients, like I, I, I can't get this level of detail from people. Uh, not that there aren't people out there that would do this, just, or maybe the people out there that do this are the people who do everything themselves and don't work with advisors. So that's why my experience is such. The next category for clothing, I had a couple things that stood out for me. I liked where they said, what's utility and what's fashion? What do you need versus what is for style? But another one, is that they said the average woman has 19 pairs of shoes and only wears four regularly. Now, I don't have that many shoes. But I definitely have shoes that sit around that I don't wear very regularly, so I could completely relate to that as well. Yeah. Um, transportation and technology, nothing really stood out there for me. The um, entertainment, what I did like it, is, is it really comes down to do you need it all? Like I think about uh, some of my personal entertainment uses, like you know, we've got Netflix, you know, HBO, some other premium premium channels, and. You know, I had HBO for Game of Thrones, really, but Game of Thrones has been over for a little while and I haven't canceled it. So uh, do I need all my entertainment? And I think that's the point they're asking other people, do you need it all? Also, is it all in fact entertainment? They use the, the um, they use golf as an example. Uh, if someone's playing golf uh, with a work idea in mind, it's, it's not an entertainment expense, it's a business expense. Now. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. and. Definitely streaming services are so big nowadays where it's, it's easy to get into them. But then when you want to like go back and see, you don't really notice when those $10 or $20 are being taken out of your, your saving account every day for a streaming service that you don't even use anymore. So it's definitely important to constantly check that and see what you're using constantly or maybe see how many hours you're spending on uh, each one every week or every month. And you don't have to meticulously watch it like every single day, obviously, but to understand what's being drawn out of your savings account that you don't use is also, is very, very important. Because again, the author, I think, is trying to highlight in this chapter, so this, these categories and these subcategories help you find that missing money where at the end of the month, you're wondering why you don't have enough money for your rent or something like that. It, it really helps you find that missing money or that loose change that you that always goes missing that you never really paid attention to till now. And over time, you if you stick to these categories and these subcategories, you'll perfect it over time. So the the earlier the earlier you start, and the better. 
And I definitely understand how it might be difficult for, you know, um, older people where they have so many different expenses, they have children to take care of, mortgage, so many different payments where compared to someone that's just out of college who only really has to pay rent and utilities and car payments. So the categories definitely increase as you get older. So the earlier you can start, the better. I think it is very beneficial when it comes to protecting the categories over time. Yeah, that's probably good advice for almost anything financial, right? Start saving earlier, the better. Start the budget uh, earlier. Start planning earlier. I, I agree with that completely. Uh, next, they talk, they have some really good material in the book, like spreadsheet with sample categories in there. Uh, and then uh, they go over totaling it up, which is really going through the categories they have, filling them out. Um, and have creating your own categories and subcategories, I think, gives you a lot of ownership and control. Uh, once you've come up with those categories, you then um, look at your monthly income versus expenses. And here's what I thought was the key, almost the scary part of this, is the money you spend on something versus the real hourly wage. Now, the real hourly wage was in chapter two. It says, what are you actually making per hour? And uh, just for example, they said something like, if you made $20 an hour, and then you minus out the money you spend on commuting or uh, other things you need related to work, well, maybe you're only making 10 an hour versus 20. And then here they take it a step further and say, well, if you're spending $80 a year on magazines and your real wage is $10 an hour, you're giving up eight hours of your life's energy for the magazines, and is it worth it? That's where it becomes very personal. What's worth it for one person won't be worth it for the next. But for me, this concept of how much you spend on something divided by your real hourly wage, so and their their term, the hours of life energy, I wonder if you start thinking of things in that respect. Um, the good thing is maybe you'll think about spending further. Or the bad thing is maybe you end up stuck at home not doing anything because everything costs so much life energy from you. So there's a balance that goes here as well. Yeah, I agree. And this was definitely uh, maybe a little a tough part for some people out there, whereas, you know, some people might be scared to see how much of their life energy they're giving up for clothes or, or shoes. So, again, this is definitely something where people are going to look in the mirror and actually self-reflect. And, I, and it's definitely very important that everyone should do. And just to go over, like, the main theme is money is something you trade your life energy for. So creating this budget and, and these subcategories and seeing how much life energy you're putting into food, housing, clothing, transportation, technology, and entertainment can really alter and change maybe how you perceive money or perceive what you're going to do next weekend and maybe change some of the habits that you have, which could be good or could be bad, but it's definitely, it could be very, very shocking to some people or some people, you know, they, they, they might not care if they're spending a lot of money on transportation and clothing compared to maybe food. They're, they're willing to relinquish, you know, some of the life energy for food so they can have fun on, on the weekend. It's definitely understandable, but it's definitely really interesting. And it's actually probably something really cool to compare with other people. If, you know, you can, make this budget, make these categories with your family, you can see what everyone else is doing or with your friends, like 
how much of your life energy are you really spending on these things? So it's, it's definitely a, a cool and definitely a tough topic that will uh, come across to people. The um, hours of life energy really will, uh, as you said, it, it's a huge impact. Now they had the money talk questions then at the end. Uh, the first one was, uh, I'll go over with you, is how do you stay conscious with your money? I guess the biggest thing I do is just constantly check, you know, how much money you're spending a week and how much money you're saving. I mean, the more you check, the more you feel more in control of that. I know some people are, you know, too scared to look at their credit card balance at the end of the week. So they just pretend that they spent no money and I'm kind of in like a denial. But far, far as it for me, I constantly just, you know, check to see what I have, what I'm spending. And the more I do that, the more I'm conscious. And maybe sometimes it will determine whether or not I go out and get food or decide to stay in and cook. So it's, it's definitely um, something to consider. Yeah, it, it is. Um, it definitely is something to consider. Um, the other part, uh, or the next question is, what do you, you ensure and why? Um, I guess it's more so, uh, it's more a personal thing for me. I don't really insure too much stuff. But one thing I always do, and not a lot of people do, is I always insure, like when I go on vacation, like like my plane tickets and stuff, make sure I get my money back because there was an instance where one of my flights got delayed, so I missed my connecting one. So I was about to, my whole trip was about to be ruined. I was not even about to get like the money back for my tickets. So something throughout now, I just always, always am willing to spend the extra. 50 bucks to have that insurance on me, but uh, what do you, what do you normally insure? Yeah. With that connecting flight thing, I would think the airline would, uh, would help you with that, but maybe I'm sure the insurance doesn't hurt. I've actually never gotten that travel insurance. So the first thing that came to mind for me is life insurance because um, I know that the uh, likelihood of using it is very low, but I have it just to protect, protect my family. The car insurance, you, know, you, you have to have, you have to have that. But um, uh, I was recently listening to something else where they talked about how when you're insuring something, you're hoping they just keep your money and it's wasted. Like you get life insurance, you don't want to die. So I can see why this is a category they picked out. Um, uh, next, what question would you most like to ask a friend about money than it says an expert or a relative? I guess my biggest thing is always uh, learning something new. I just ask them if they have like any new strategies they're using to when it comes to investing or savings. Um, I'm always interested in hearing other people's like tactics and what they use to, uh, you know, generate more income on the side. I always find that very, a very interesting topic to talk about. What about for you, Roshan? You know what I find in stories of just how people accumulated their wealth and what they did with it are very interesting. So, you know, depending on, uh, who it was, it would be more about their journey to their financial journey, I'll call it. Uh, so I would find that very interesting. Uh, next, how do you feel when you spend money? It, it all depends on, it, I take it by a week by week basis. If I am spending a lot of money on, you know, just eating out or like going out in general, then towards the end of the week, I'll feel like my wallet hurting a lot more. But if I, you know, go a whole week by, you know, eating and saving, 
just like managing my money very well, I, I won't feel too bad about it. It, it all depends. It all depends on like my spending habits on, on a week by week basis. Yeah. And I find for me, it's what I'm spending it on. There's certain things I can spend it on and I'll feel great and not think about it. Other things I'll think of. no matter how small it is, it might be something I think about uh, when I'm spending. Um, what are the best experiences with tipping, tithing, or giving? Um, I guess this is a little bit of a hard one, but I guess one thing that I do around the summer time is if I'm driving back home to my apartment and I see like like a stand with kids selling like lemonade or ice cream or something and I don't have cash on me, what I normally do is just go back to my house and just get some cash and go out to like those stands because I think it's like I always find it like a really cool and productive thing for kids to do during the summer times and it helps teach really great life skills and I'll like kind of have fun with the joke around saying, Oh, why should I get your lemonade and not go across to like the Safeway across the street and get some and just, you know, kind of awesome teach them like the lesson at the time while, you know, giving back to my community. I feel like something I really enjoy doing in the summertime and I think it's really cool. Yeah, I, that's great. I feel the same way with, with giving, um, uh, also, you know, with, with tipping, when I say I feel the same way, what I mean is I like it. I like the personal stuff versus just writing a check to a charity. Although you know, nothing, nothing wrong with that. But the question is about how you feel. Uh, two things came to mind, come to mind for me. First is when I get great service, I do tip a little bit more than, than usual, especially with when I'm out to dinner with the wife and the kids, people that just do little things that make it easier with kids goes a long way with me. Uh, second, with giving, I was reading um, a book once, and they talked about how somebody was in line, and they didn't have the right currency, and so the person ahead of them paid for them, and I was just inspired. So then I was in line at uh, Chipotle, and there was a police officer behind me, and I just paid the paid their tab, and they were they were really appreciative of it, and uh, I felt good. Look, I uh, sort of helped helped or made someone made someone's day. I think that's an easy thing to do to uh, to help someone else's day. I don't know how good a bad day it was, but hopefully that helped make it a better day. Yeah, that's that's definitely awesome. And then the last question is what are your top priorities and how does your spending support them or not? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't taken the time to answer this yet or really think it through, but I'll tell you this is my favorite question. Uh, another quote I've heard before is, um, uh, do your, do you like something to the effect of your actions line up with your goals? And I think this question's right there. Uh, I work with people talking about their financial goals all the time. And, uh, the, with retirement being a major goal, there are definitely some people out there that are saving towards that and they're ahead of schedule, but there are other people that will save their top goal and will never save as needed or it will never prioritize it. So I think this is a very good question. One, it gets you to prioritize your goals. And then it says, well, are you spending money in line with this or not? Yeah, definitely. I mean, far as it, far as it for me, my, my top priority is always being better than the Adrian that was yesterday, always trying to self-improve and always just trying to do my best every single day and just always learn something new every day. It's, it's definitely uh, really important, especially coming straight out of college, just uh, 
always be motivated, always stay hungry. It's definitely a, a big thing. Excellent. So, Adrian, anything interesting you've seen? That's the end of Chapter 3 and all the questions. Is there anything interesting you've seen or going on that you can think of the last week? Um, yeah, there's a few things. I thought it was interesting uh, yesterday where the chairman of the Federal Reserve, Powell, um, was speaking to Congress, and Congress um, asked him a lot of questions about the new cryptocurrency Facebook coming out. Um, Libra, just some background on the cryptocurrency Libra. It is a basket of diversified global currencies that it's backed by, and it's, uh, it's going to really help with global exchange. I found it uh, very interesting. Have you heard about Roshan? I have. Yeah, that is an interesting one. Cryptocurrency in general is such an interesting space. And, uh, you know, Facebook getting into it, um, not a surprise that they're getting, that they're getting into something, something like that. There have been rumors about that for a little while. So I, yeah, that is a very interesting thing that I think could have a huge, huge impact. Yeah, definitely. And the, the Congress's biggest concerns with the, the currency was, Obviously, the basic ones, data security, anti-money laundering laws, and this thing called know your customer. So seeing who's using these currencies and how they're using it is definitely very important. But this cryptocurrency is definitely something big. and It's a new topic that people are talking about constantly, and it's definitely very interesting. There's definitely a lot of, a lot of potential value in the future when it comes to flying tech. Yeah, that there's a lot going on going on there. Totally unrelated to this, and I'll tell you an interesting story I saw. Did you see the story about how there was a an armored car in Georgia who's uh, ended up dropping one hundred seventy five thousand dollars on the highway? Yeah, it was. I saw it blowing up all over Twitter constantly, and everyone wanted to be in that position. And I heard that they made a, a statement that came out saying, if you if you acquired any money, please please give it back. And if I was put in that position, I'm not sure what I would do because yes, part of me would want to keep it obviously because when does that happen? That's a one in a million chance those armored vehicles are protected like crazy. And then there's another part of me that since it was a statement put out by the police, you'd have to return it. But there was like $100 bills flying all over the road and there was instances of people who got the cash and did return it back. Yeah, apparently a lot of people have, and they said there's a, uh, their statement, the police's statement was like, there's a video, we have a video, so if you don't return it, we're going to find you, essentially. So I, they got people to collect their mess for free if they, if they do, in fact, just like give them some kind of reward money for pulling over on the highway and scooping up all this cash for you. Yeah, definitely. I mean, again, this is one, one of those cases where, it's it's never really happened before, and I can only imagine just like driving on my way to work and just seeing all that money along the road. It was definitely really funny, and all the memes that are coming out of Twitter are, are really funny about it. It's just one of those one of those interesting stories. So, would you, if you're driving by, do you pull over to pick it up, or do you think you keep driving? Um, I honestly, I'd probably keep driving, but if it was all that money, part of me would want to stay. I know if, uh, if I was with a group of my friends, we'd all be taking snaps and uh, Twitter posts about it. So that definitely would be interesting if, that, if I was ever put in that situation. So you'd almost pull over more for the uh, Twitter snaps than the uh, to actually collect the money. Yeah, it definitely would be some good content that I'd be putting on my social media. That, it would be a good time. 
Yeah, that's funny. I, I think about it myself, and I I don't think I would stop. And it's it's not because uh, I wouldn't want to stop. I think uh, it always drives me crazy when people are just looking at the side of the road to what's going on. So I imagine myself not realizing what's going on until after I've driven too far to to be a part of the collecting of the money. Yeah, definitely. And it would be hard going home to figure out that's what you were driving by, just $100 bills all over the ground. Yeah, I would I would not be happy when I eventually saw the news and saw that I uh, just drove by all this money on the side of the road. But then a couple of days later, when I find out people have to return it, I think I would be happy that I just kept driving. Yeah, of course, of course. Great. Well, uh, Adrian, do you have anything to add? Um, I guess I'll just add one of these things. I was talking to uh, one of my colleagues who's actually a personal fitness trainer. And I, I always ask him for like a bunch of advice on how to like create like new healthy habits when it comes to anything like eating healthy, working out or saving. And he gave me some pretty good advice. He said, start by measuring your progress and your commitment on a day-to-day basis, then a week-to-week basis, and then a month-to-month basis. Because he told me, like, the biggest problem he sees when he's, like, helping people train or giving advice or seeing people make a commitment is that they fail in achieving their goals and their new habits. It's because they're always focused on the end result and the, and the end game that they get out of it, where they're not focused on the present or making sure they're doing everything they have to do today, whether it's working out or saving a hundred dollars constantly. And then they might just, you know what, why not, why not do it tomorrow? You know, I can just take today off. And what they do is just push stuff further and further down the line. And then when it comes to the end of the month, they try cramming it all in one week and they ultimately stop with their goals. So just being in the present constantly and doing as much you can that one day and taking it a day at a time can help you implement a new habit or a new workout routine or whatever you're trying to achieve, I think was uh, definitely something really interesting. That's great. Day to day, then week to week, then month to month. I think that's a, a, a great tip. Yeah. And it can be as simple just measuring um, what, what you did that day and just taking it from that step on and then expanding it out. It's, you know, it's always, you know, it's always easy to focus on the end game and look to see um, what your goals will be at the end of the month or at the end of the, at, at the end of the year, but it's only controlled by what you're doing in the present right now where you have that impact. Yeah, that's, that's a great, a great tip. Well, thank you for joining us. We hope you found it helpful and uh, feel free to send us questions, thoughts, or ideas. The uh, uh, Twitter, connections should be should be listed there you find us on linkedin uh once again my name is roshan langani and i'm here with adrian nicholson thank you very much